This episode of Last Things First is sponsored by Rift Tracks. Kick off the Halloween season with a night of laughter as the guys of Rift Tracks, Mike Nelson, Kevin Murphy, and Bill Corbett, take on the spooky 1962 cult classic Carnival of Souls, live in select theaters on October 27th with a special rebroadcast on Halloween. In its first big screen presentation since a recent full-color restoration, Carnival of Souls, as riffed by the Rift Tracks crew, is weird, creepy, very silly, and the perfect Halloween treat. Tickets available now at fathomevents.com. Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of the Comics Comic, found wherever you can type the Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed. From young people with dreams to adult people living those dreams or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. Norman Lear is a television legend, writer, producer, and creator of all-time classic sitcoms of the 1970s, including All in the Family, Sanford and Son, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, Good Times, and Maud. Lear made satire tackling race, class, and gender inequalities and things that matter to people at a time when nobody else on TV dared to do so. At one point, he had five of the top nine TV shows in America. Lear left TV to found the progressive organization People for the American Way and later purchased the actual Declaration of Independence so Americans of all ages could still see it. Now 94, a new documentary about him from American Masters, Norman Lear, Just Another Version of You, premiered at the 2016 Sundance Film Festival, and it'll make its broadcast debut October 25th, 2016, on PBS. So let's get to it! Thank you. you. I'm good. How about yourself? Well, if, if I had a complaint, I'd be an ingrate. <laughs> yes, I was. I was born in 1971, so I literally grew up on your television programming. I can't tell you how very it much so pleases me to hear that. <laughs> when uh, but you you, you you were born in 1971. Yes. So you were watching reruns a good deal later. I I was I was I was watching some of the shows while they were in prime time, and then I would watch uh, the Jeffersons in syndication when I got home from school. Uh huh. That's great. <laughs> so I actually uh, the one time we met in person <laughs> was uh, in Aspen, Colorado, in two thousand two, when they uh-huh. were, uh, the HBO festival was giving you a, a First Amendment prize because it was all about freedom of speech that year. Right. Right, right, right. And I remember, <laughs> you've said this several times over the years, and I remember you said this in 2002, about how the shows that you made in the 1970s would be so difficult to make today. Do you still feel that way? Uh, you know, if I said it then, I, w- I said it because that's what those who were working in the industry were saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just finished working. I mean, I'm still working in the industry because I just made 13 episodes of, uh, of a show, uh, which will be on Netflix in January. That's the redo of One Day at a Time, is it not? Uh, yes, the, Latin, the Latina version. Yeah. yeah Cuban American family. Uh, I had a great time, great time. But, you know, the, <laughs> the new version is 
they'll they'll be on the air January sixth, and mm-hmm. by January eighth, I don't know what percentage of the viewers <laughs> would have binged on them. <laughs> so that's that's altogether brand new for me. Right. Uh, but uh, you know, they, I keep hearing that uh, those subjects that we did, the kind of thing we did, you, you can't do today. Uh, but if that's true, I'll know better soon because I'm going to test it. <laughs> because one day at a time uh, has resulted in uh, there were a couple of other things we're going to be doing. Okay, going to be doing a show called "Guess Who Died" in a retire <laughs> in a retirement home, and not a retirement home, a retirement village. Okay. Where they're still scooting around on scooters and mm-hmm. playing golf and making love, and uh, and they're in their eighties. Oh wow, that's seventies uh, and eighties. It sounds like where my parents live in Florida. Well, it is. <laughs> it, it absolutely is. Uh, well, there is the uh, Gerard Carmichael show, which is on the air, and uh, yes, I know. There, I think it's great. Have you have you consulted with him, or has he consulted with you at all? Uh, I have been over there and talked to his uh, his writers. Uh, he has spent time with me. He came over and watched an episode as we made it in front of an audience of uh, One Day at a Time. I, okay. I love him. I just, I just think he's great. Yeah. As is Kenya Barris on Blackish. Blackish, yeah. yeah. And I think both of those shows are terrific. And is it true you've also... Uh, since I know that that same Aston Festival in 2002, Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park were also being honored. Is, is it true that you've also uh, done some work with them over the years since then? Well, not over the years. They asked me once when they, they listened to how long ago this was. <laughs> uh, they were coming up on their 100th anniversary okay. uh, episode. Right. And, uh, and they asked me to spend a couple of days with them at a retreat they were having in Arizona someplace, I forget which city. And I went and spent uh, two and a half days with them, and it was just great. It was, they gave me far more credit than I earned, <laughs> believe me. Uh, and then they had me play Benjamin Franklin uh, in one in an episode. Oh, very nice. And uh, I just I couldn't admire it more, respect it more. How 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 is working with them compared to uh, way back in the day when you were working with and on screen with Jerry Lewis? Well, I was just a guest sitting around with them, mm-hmm. knocking heads together. I mean, uh, you know, running the the uh, room is quite another thing. But mm-hmm. and it wasn't what I was doing with them. They were running. I was guessing. Okay. Well, well, watching the 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 PBS documentary, which I guess premiered at Sundance, originally. Yes. Yeah. I was unaware that that your story began a little bit before that, uh, just because uh, Ed Ed Simmons wanted to be a comedy writer, and you decided to to fall in with him and write something together. Yes, we wrote something together one night. Our, our, our wives were friendly. They had gone to a movie, and. Uh, he had an idea for a, a, a parody. I remember the title of the parody. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was a parody to um, to the sheiks to the sheik of Araby. Okay. And uh, I, I have no memory as to what it was, but I I remember 
uh, we went out when the girls came home to a place called the Bar of Music. And sometimes I remember the name of the woman that we sold her to. <laughs> uh, we sold her for 40 bucks. Oh, wow. And, uh. That's not too bad for back I, in the, back in the day. My, no, and my $20 was half of what I made selling door to door in the, in the course of a week. So we got a little, uh, right above a delicatessen on Beverly Drive at Kenmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beverly Boulevard, rather. And, and Kenmore, uh, we got a little for six bucks a month, <laughs> a little room above that. Oh wow! And we and we started to write at night. So, but you were a door-to-door salesman, is that right? Is that what you were just saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What would you sell? Uh, we we sold furniture, mm-hmm. and we sold baby pictures. Oh wow! What was the what was the easier so sell? Not at, I don't mean at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> two, two careers there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw if you buy this love seat. We'll throw in some baby photos. Yeah, no, we worked for two weeks. Oh, McGanz, G A N Z, the Gans brothers. Mm-hmm. Worked. They they were the furniture people. Okay, I, I forget who the uh, and we were driven. I love the expression. I wrote that in the book to territory. I love the expression. <laughs> to ter- we were taken out to territory, which is to say. Uh, new homes or, or uh, what else? The uh, expression for multiple Sub- homes. subdivisions. Uh, yes, and we were taken to mm-hmm. those, and you know, where everywhere we saw uh, children's things in the driveway, and you know, we did, you know, sleds or not sleds, bicycles and tricycles and whatnot. Oh, we wow. knocked on those. We knocked on those doors. Did did the thought of of being a comedy writer or a producer enter your mind while you were doing door to door, or was it just something that happened because Ed suggested it? No, I shortly into it, Ed Simmons, uh, we we had this experience something mm-hmm. that uh, parody. So every night we uh, we wrote, mm-hmm. and uh, I had an idea, or we had an idea for Danny Thomas once. I got I tricked him. I tricked uh, his. Uh, agent's secretary to get his number <laughs> and called him and he oh i called her i, I called the agent phil kellogg at noon mm-hmm. or twelve thirty or something praying that he'd be out to lunch and he was and so i had his secretary and i said i just spent three talking as fast as i could i just spent three days with danny thomas from writing an article for the new york times Oh, but they're come at the airport. They're calling my plane. I have two questions to ask. I'm going to write. A, I'm going to write this on the plane and file it when I get there. Anyway, she gave me his number. <laughs> <laughs> and the panic I was in, she gave me the number. I called. Mm-hmm. He was sitting with his accompanist, looking at material that he might do the next night at a friars event at at Ciro's. Uh, okay. I convinced him that. This was something that would take five minutes. He, you know, he and it couldn't be long. It had to be new. It had to be. He, he could learn it fast. He'd do it. It would take no more than five minutes. It's just when he needed. Uh, get over here right away. He said. And by the way, the only reason he was interested in talking to me at all was he couldn't believe how I got his number. <laughs> <laughs> he was so he got such a kick out of that. So he said, "Get over here right mm-hmm. away." I said, well, we'll be there in whatever the hell, if it's one o'clock then, I said four o'clock. He said, 
you, you're, you're calling from Hollywood. I'm in Beverly Hills. It'll take you 20 minutes to get here. But we hadn't written this thing yet. <laughs> it was just an idea. So, uh, anyway, he said, you're not here by 5 o'clock. Don't bother to come or whatever the hell he said. We wrote it and went over there. Wow. And he did it the next night. And uh, an agent was sitting in that room, wanted to know. And two days later, three days later, we were in New York writing the Jack Haley Ford Star Review. The, and all and, the, yeah. And, and judged to be, because it was television, it was new comedy writers. We were uh, television comedy writers, the first show. Got, and, in, got uh, in on the ground floor. The, the senior guys were radio people. <laughs> there were guys who'd been writing for Fred Allen or Jack Benny mm. or, you know, Trevor McGee for years and years. They knew much more about comedy than we did. But we did a television show. So we were the television heroes. Wow. Writers. And, and of course, your, your, your string of hits in the seventies, you know, begins with All in the Family. And one of the more amazing things about that to me is that it, you actually had to do three pilots for it. We did. Well, the third one was a guaranteed on the air. Mm -hmm. It wasn't wasn't really a pilot. They 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 picked up thirteen shows. Right, but it was the the not a lot of not a lot of uh, shows in development get that many chances. No, well, you know, we made it uh, the first two for ABC, Mm -hmm. entirely different network. but uh, they laughed like hell. It was the same leads, Carol O'Connor and Gene Stapleton. Mm-hmm. They laughed like hell, but, you know, they were afraid of putting it on, as was, as was CBS three years later. But they went with, you know, despite the fear. And they had the advisory. Right. You know, they, they play it in the, in the documentary. They play the, yeah, the advisory. Yeah. In effect, saying, you know, go at your own risk. <laughs> View at your own risk. Mm. Nowadays, they, they don't have to do that, I guess. Although South Park has an advisory. Oh, it does? Yeah. I'm no. reminding people it's just a cartoon. No, they, they, if, they have a, if they have one, it's the guy's kidding. <laughs> um, you also, I mean... What's also remarkable is that so many of the other shows began as spin-offs. You were able to 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 spin off Maud from All in the Family, the Jeffersons. Well, what what happened was, uh, you know, on Maud we had a great uh, performer in mm-hmm. uh, in uh, what's her name, Florida, right? Uh, as Maud's made, she developed her own audience. Uh, so one day we had her husband pick her up in the person of John Amos on the Maud, uh, in a Maud episode. Mm-hmm. And now we had parents. Uh, and it, it, this might be true. Uh, if I seem to remember it this way. Before the show was off the air in New York where we introduced John Amos mm-hmm. and the, and the network could see those two people, uh, before we saw that same episode here in California, they were on the phone. They, the network, on the phone, uh, saying, "You know, think about a family. Think about a, a show around those people." Which, of course, we were thinking about. Yeah, it's it's just it's just it's just striking how what a what a what a run that was to be able to spin 
spin those people off. The Jeffersons were neighbors of the bunkers, and and then they moved on up to the east side. Yes, yeah. I I can't I can't imagine any show being able to duplicate that now. Well, isn't that happening with Shonda Rhimes? <laughs> well, that's just more Shonda Rhimes being able to develop whatever she wants. They're not necessarily spinoffs of each other. Oh, then she hasn't done a show with a performer that was in the earlier show? There was one where uh, Private Practice was spun off from Grey's Anatomy, but the other one's Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. Those are all standalone uh-huh. shows. The other thing before, I, I know I don't have that much time with you, but uh wanted to ask you about where the Declaration of Independence is now. Well, you know, I promised myself I would get to 50 states. We got to most states multiple, multiple times. But by the time we were able to clear the 50th state and and, and be able to say we were everywhere in the country, uh my family trust was low. Okay. And there were other things I wanted to do, so I sold the declaration after we made the 50th state. And it could belong to Bill Gates. Oh, wow. I, the only the only thing I was assured of, or I would not have sold it, I was you know kind of certified that the person who bought it would share it. Okay. That it, that it would be in some public. Place. Right, because I know that's why you bought it was to make sure that yes, yeah, that young people all and or at, people of all ages at across the time America, of my yeah. life, you know, traveling with it. Often. Yeah, no, I remember seeing it on tour. It's a, it's, I mean, it's it's an experience to see one of the original documents of our founding fathers. Yeah, and this was I I was viewed it as a as the country's birth certificate because it was one of those copies, the Dunlap broadsides that were that were uh, printed the night of July 4th, 1776. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you formed the, the people for the American way, it was the, the moral majority that uh, was scaring, uh, scaring people into, into, yeah. into voting. You know, now we, we, we hear the refrain, make America great again. What is, what do you think when you hear that? That phrase uttered. Well, exactly what you think when you ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, in this great danger in Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I'm sure you know Mussolini, and they, he reminds me of Mussolini. Mussolini was thought to be a fool. We were making jokes about him. I lived through that period. He was a you, fucking joke. You fought in World War but, Two. And I did fight in World War Two, and 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 this guy is a joke, but you got to take these jokes very seriously, right? For what what advice would you have for for my listeners or for anyone anyone in comedy or anyone who's thinking you know satire or or I would tell them that I you know what I I suggest you tell writers a little while ago. Go with your gut. Mm-hmm. You know, those people who are thinking they might vote with for him, it's not their gut telling them. Their gut isn't telling, you know, the, the, the Trump boosters that this is the best thing for America. The gut mm-hmm. is telling them, fuck you, America. Hmm. That's, I believe that, would, you know, that's why I say he's the middle finger of the American right hand. 
how do how do how do how do you and I how do we combat that? How do we how do we persuade them? Well, you're going to write something. Uh, I got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we do what we can, and you know, what I try to help large audiences understand is that's why their vote is so important. Ah, uh, but it's only one vote. It's not going, but it is a vote. And nothing could be more important. Everybody who votes, it will have taken every split second of their lives to get to that moment they vote. And that makes it important. Well, Mr. Norman Lear, I'm glad that, uh, that you're still around to, to give your voice and to deliver your vote. And I, I am too. <laughs> and I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with me about it. And my pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave, logo by Giggle Chick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com, for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean O. McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Thanks first.